Well, <laughs> Wednesday. What a fitting day for reflection for me today, Wednesday. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Today, we are set up on everything. We're set up on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Rumble. Streaming live if that's your cup of tea. Now, if somebody, if you had asked me Monday if I thought we were going to get permitless carry in South Carolina, I would have said probably. Now I'm, I don't know. And I decided to get, go do a little bit of examination of this. So the first thing I did was I called Paul Valone of Grassroots North Carolina. Now he's the one that was pushing the permitless carry bill in North Carolina when the NRA came in and basically torpedoed that. But, I mean, as a, he is a very effective Second Amendment advocate. Uh, we have a couple of people that sort of try to do that in South Carolina. I don't think they're nearly as effective myself. But having said that, I asked him, and I told him the things of the bill, and he looked at it and everything. He said, I go for if it was me, I would tell them to put go ahead, put something on the books, take the half-filled glass of water. So then I called Adam Kraut. Adam Kraut is uh, he is uh, the hand-picked successor to Alan Gottlieb at the Second Amendment Foundation. He will he he basically runs all of the executive operations on this. He is a guy that has been in the Second Amendment advocacy for quite some time, working behind the scenes. I tell him the same thing. He says, "Go for the bill, get the foundation, work on it." Because here's the thing: when the left comes at us with something where they're like, we want a Harley Davidson. They'll settle for a tricycle because they're, play, they're playing the long game. They're moving the chains down the field. They're not looking to throw a bomb every time. They would like to throw a bomb. Sure, absolutely they would. But they'll take 10 yards. Then I speak to a member of the uh, South Carolina House. And he doesn't know what to vote right now. He's saying he's not going to concur because that's in his gut. He says this is a bad bill, E-I-E-I-O. But then he hears from places like Gun Owners of America, who's not for this bill, which I'm, I'm a little mystified by that one, to be honest with you. The whole non I know them very well. I, you know, I know they're the only no compromise, all this other stuff. Uh, but at the same time, um, they say it's not pro-2A. So on that end, he he sees that. But then... He listens to me and he sees my side and I don't know what he's going to do. And that makes me nervous because these are guys that are supposed to be voting on our bills. Then I talked to a friend of mine in Columbia who is a very big and a big advocate for law enforcement, as am I. And uh, he starts telling me about he's come down on the side of law enforcement. I'm like, what are you talking about with that? And he said, well, it's safer for them if we have to have training and accountability for people who carry guns. And I simply said, what about the other 27 states that don't have that? And he started telling me all this stuff. And I said, well, listen, okay, great. I understand what you, I understand the world you way the way you want it to be. But what about the 27 states where we don't have it? What about the 8,200 people who probably haven't been trained to be, you know, Wyatt Earp, who get out there on a daily basis and defend themselves with guns? And 
do, do it very well, by the way. What about them? Uh, what is it about South Carolina that makes South Carolinians so lethal to law enforcement if all of a sudden we don't have to have the permit? By the way, criminals don't have permits. The ones that would actually shoot law enforcement don't have permits. They don't have permits. So this, what you're doing here is just, it, it's not even rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's musing over them. It's it's thinking about it. And uh, it, it, it came to me. It came to me. I guess we, uh, you know, <laughs> I am in this game to win it. I do what I do to try to do what little I can to win the game, to save the country, to try to save the culture, the, the constitutional way of life. I have no fealty to any individual. When you break out of that constitutional wedge and you start doing something extra constitutional, you lose me. Government should be a very constrained, not doing a whole lot of stuff, entity. Of course, they're not. And because I have accepted that they are not, I will take whatever I can get whenever I can get it. Because I'm always chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Apparently, some of us don't want to chip away. Apparently, some of us want it all right now. <laughs> and there's, there is a way to get all of that right now, okay? There's a way to get all of this right now, and I'm not advocating for this. But for those of you that think the, the we can't move the ball at all unless we get it all the way down, and you know we're on the we're on our one yard line, and we got to go all the way to the other end zone. Put on your plate carrier, grab your weapon, and start kicking indoors. Start the revolution now. That's how you get it in one fell swoop. And I can tell you right now, most of you are not built for it. And I'm not talking about physically. Most of you would, there'd be some things that you would see. Uh, there would be some, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the graphic details of it all. But, uh, yeah, most of you aren't built for that. And, the, and rightfully so. Being built for it means you have certain tendencies that are, you know, iffy. So I don't know if we get permitless carry. And to be honest with you at this particular point, uh, obviously uh, a lot of people in South Carolina uh, and the, the malleable politics, I mean, I've, I've listened to the things coming out of, out of the General Assembly on the side that's against it. It's the same nonsense. We've heard 27 other times. It's the same nonsense when they were talking about permits. Now permits are good. And, uh, you know, <laughs> got to have a permit. Got to have training. Not actually a thing. Training is not going to a class and being told where you can and can't carry a gun. That's uh, that's a class. Training, gun training is going out and learning how to fight with a gun. So, I don't know. I really don't know. We're just a bunch. Uh, South Carolina is just a bunch of followers. We're a bunch of followers. I, I, and I don't get that. I swear to God, we don't. I, I don't get why this is this way. 
We are, I mean, we're in the best position we could be geographically. We're in the best position we could be, um, you know, as far as our temperament and everything else. We have a beautiful mix of people here that just all seem to get along, no matter what you may read about the division. And yet, yet, we cannot figure out how to be cohesive at all. Can't figure it out. Got too many people being right. Too many people being right. On the text line, police should assume everyone is armed. They should be pleasant and polite to us, but also have a plan to kill every person they meet if that person goes rogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was not true constitutional carry because they had too many caveats to it. It was permitless carry. For everybody out there, this checks the box to where I don't need the permission of the state to carry a gun because Second Amendment. From there, we would have worked on this and started trying to refine this and everything because the fight is never over. The fight is never over. There's never going to be a day that you're going to wake up and you're just going to be able to, if you know, if you care. There's never going to be a day that you're going to wake up and you just say, well, just coffee today. I've got nothing else going on. Because they are coming. The left is coming. Now, what they do is they run slam, it, slam into a wall if they actually push it far enough, but... We're not even putting up opposition right now. We're too busy fighting amongst ourselves. <laughs> when we get back, um, when we get back, uh, this is a, you know, sometimes you get a sign, and I, I think Nikki Haley got a sign in Nevada yesterday, sort of a, a stop sign. I don't know. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, <laughs> sometimes you need to, to listen to your feedback. And, um, well, Nikki got some feedback yesterday. And, I mean, this is the worst kind of feedback. Now, first of all, if I had been Nikki, I would not have participated in this particular race. I would, Even if I was on the ballot. She, she hasn't spent any time there or anything. And uh, she probably realizes how futile this is. But nonetheless, it, that's the way it worked out. And she has brought so much attention on herself about, I'm going to be the this and I'm going to be the that. And uh, it all it all boils down to the fact that now everybody's watching everybody, everything she does. Because sometimes she's playing the race card and sometimes she's playing the sex card. And sometimes she's playing the, uh, you know, uh, Saturday Night Live card, whatever it is. She was... Uh, she was in on a thing in Nevada where it was a contest where delegates would not be allocated. So it was basically a popularity contest, which makes this even worse. She was on it with Tim Scott, who's dropped out of the race, and Mike Pence, who's dropped out of the race. But surely, surely, this would be a symbolic victory, right? And instead, what happens? The other ballot option, none of these candidates got the most votes. 62.9% of the vote compared to Nikki's 308 
Nikki's not very well liked on the text line. Nikki's paid opposition. Say it like it is. Um, this drubbing to nobody in particular. She lost to nobody. See, I get out there and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll take it this far. I'll say. Whoever gets the Republican nomination is whoever, however bad it may be, I'm voting for because I know how good Biden is. And right now it's definitely going to be Biden. Although with each and every passing day, I'm beginning to believe that the Democrats in because they are insane are beginning to think we're going to have to prime Kamala Harris at some point. And everybody can sit back and go Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama. Well, you know, they're not. They're not moving. They're not budging. And if they if they get out there and they try to do something in their own DNC after 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 all of these major not what he got ninety percent of the vote somewhere in Nevada was it was it Biden got ninety percent of the vote after all of that then are we are we saying we're just going to disenfranchise all of the Democratic voters that voted for you know the big man. This reminds me, I, I what was it called? Uh, I can't remember the name of the cartoon. They always had these disembodied heads that would be talking there that were still animated could talk, and it was a cartoon. I think it came on Fox. I can't remember. You, you guys in the text line, you'll uh, you'll 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 remember and you'll tell me what it is. And um, that's what she lost to. She she lost to nothing. So. The reason Trump was not on this is because this did not award any delegates. And I don't know who in Nevada thought this was a smoking hot idea to have two contests, but he's going to get all the delegates in, uh, in Nevada. And I, I don't even know why anybody, I, I would love to know how many Republican votes were cast because I see the percentages, but how many were actually cast? Now, they were already spinning this, of course. <laughs> uh, they were already spinning this because there's still some people that think Haley is a thing. And the problem is Haley's never going to be a thing. Haley could have been a thing in the early 2000s. Before the Tea Party era, she could have been a thing. But she's not going to be a thing because all of the things she says are not even good retreads anymore. They're... They're, they're, they're horrible. The optics she creates are just just stupid. Getting up there and being a Republican and going to New Hampshire and courting the Democrats and the Independents in the Republican primary. Smoking hot idea, girl. Smoking hot idea. Then she's going to come here to the first in the South, South Carolina, my home state, baby. And she's going to get smoked like a cheap have a Tampa nugget. She's just going to get smoked. So... At this particular point, I don't know why she stays in the race. Better to retire and uh, you know save it for another day. But I don't know. What, I don't even know what she's got to save. They're telling me that the Futurama. There you go. Thank you. I knew that was the name of that. I knew somebody would know the name of that show. Futurama. That was a uh, yeah. 
Bill, that's like getting knocked out while shadow boxing. <laughs> How do you come in second against nobody? That kind of thing. Um, this has happened in a Democratic gubernatorial primary in 2014. Now, she is prohibited from running in the party-run caucus. So they ignored the state and dismissed its process as rigged for Trump. And so she came to South Carolina ahead of the 20, February 24th primary and hopscotch between wealthy California enclaves to raise money and rally ahead of the March 5th Super Tuesday primary. And uh, therein lies the problem. Because getting out there and courting these kind of people to fundraise for you, that means very shortly, Nikki, you're just beholden to all kinds. You would have been beholden to Reed Hoffman and all these other guys that have been giving you money, cutting you checks. They would expect you to produce because, you know, after all, they got their girl in there. And Nikki would be a very incompetent president, I do believe. Because I still, I have looked around, I've been trying to figure out exactly, besides taking down the uh, the Confederate flag, exactly what did she do that was beneficial for the state? What was the thing, what was her signature thing that Nikki Haley did after riding that uh, Tea Party wave in the office, Cowabunga baby, what did she do that was beneficial for the state? I mean, that's a genuine question. Did she do anything? I guess would be another good question. So, <laughs> uh, I, I just, when, when I saw that, I was like, this, this, you can't write this kind of stuff. That's like a skit. That's like a meme. You can't make that kind of stuff up. Coming in second to nobody. None of the above. No, thank you, ma'am. See, if she wins the nomination, I'd vote for her. I'd be very distressed that we had not, once again, we could not get cohesive enough to figure out what was going on and do a little critical thinking. But, you know, I'm in it to win it by any means necessary. Period. Forget Marquia Queensberry rules. Forget fair. I'm in it to win it. If that means that in order to save the uh, save the Constitution, I might have to shift some people in the back, let me get out my sharpening stone. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's going on right now with Nikki Haley and with the permitless carry and everything that's going on right now is the disinformation that's coming out regarding each and everything out there. So... So, that's what we're going to discuss, the disinformation nonsense. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Got to practice a little time management here. <clears throat> so, here we go. Let's go to Fred and Brevard. Do you think that we are chumps when it comes to American elections? Is that correct? Good morning, gracious host. <laughs> yes, I've been thinking about the word chump lately. It's, yeah. it's a word that's kind of fallen out of 
out of usage in, in recent times, but the definition of chump is a naive or gullible person who is susceptible to lies. If you think about it, um, everything to do with the United States government on every level is a scam. It's a farce. It's a charade. Yeah. And anybody believes in this system that we have now is a chump. Well, and, you know, I uh, I, I kind of thought it actually should be the opposite with all the information available. Would you agree with that? Well, all the information available is, is almost universally lies promulgated by the the propaganda from the government. Well, but um, I, but see, but, but there's also well, there's talk radio. There's all kinds of stuff on online, of blogs, and all this other stuff. There's all kinds of ways to find information if you want to look for it. But is and here's the question, and I would love to know your opinion on this: Is the problem that we don't think to look for it? That is probably true of the majority of people. I would say that the majority of people don't listen to talk radio, probably don't look for information that's from independent sources. Um, but nonetheless, the, the problem is systemic. It's the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, I, I mean, and I, I'll tell you this, and I say this on a constant basis. I like critical thinkers. Nobody, I mean, you, everybody should pull apart everything I say at the seams. Just if, if they think that I might be wrong. And I sometimes on some things, I would really love to be wrong on some things. I would love to be wrong on some things. So, uh, Well, you want to be uh, the commander of the airways. You are fighting the good fight as well as uh, Tara Cervasis of there are a few others. Uh, Tucker Carlson is fighting the good a few others, but uh, we're in trouble. Indeed. But I don't think it's trouble we can't fight our way out of. I just wonder how far it's going to go before we start swinging. Fred, let me or, let me jump. Thank you very much for the call. I love Brevard, North Carolina, by the way. Let's go to Dominic from Greer. He wants to talk about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Yes, sir. Dominic. Dominic, going once, going twice. Dominic, I hardly knew you. What uh, Fred was referencing was uh, disinformation and the fact that we fall for this idea of uh, whatever's put in front of us and we just go with that. Now, some people will go the opposite way. Some people won't believe any of it. They'll watch it vociferously. But... Then they go looking for other stuff, and then they go the exact opposite way, right? This is why I go along with this Occam's Razor uh, precept where I, I, I'm looking for simplicity. I'm looking for simplicity. Uh, disinformation, the whole idea of using this, this was actually uh, a program practiced by the Soviet-era KGB, and I believe it was called Dezinformatsaya. But then other governments saw how well that worked for the Soviets because, you know, everybody wanted to go to the Soviet Union. So they decided to get in that action, too. So when this came about, this was the definition of it was any government commu communication, either overt or covert, containing intentionally false and misleading material, often combined selectively with true information, which seeks to mislead and manipulate either elites or a mass audience. But in the 1980s, 
everybody agreed that disinformation was a government thing. Uh, not now. Not now. Not now. You and I can be guilty of disinformation. What I'm doing right now, uh, what I'm doing right now would be considered disinformation. Like, I, I see this right here, and I'm not trying to pick on you, okay? Not trying to pick on you. Uh, most of the time, legislative bodies exempt themselves from any law they pass. That's been going on for a long time. Not a new thing. Not Doesn't make it correct. Doesn't make it correct. But this is in relation to the uh, so-called constitutional carry bill, which it is not. It's permitless carry. So my question becomes, okay, so seeing as how they were going to do that anyway, that was going to happen anyway, does that mean that we say, well, we don't want it? We're, we're just not willing to move the chains that way as long as, it, we, as long as this happens. This is the line we do not cross. That, you know, just based upon that, <laughs> permitless carry would mean that they could carry anywhere anyway. Of course, uh, this would mean uh, the, the exemption allows them to carry wherever law enforcement's able to carry, which uh, law enforcement... They're covered by something called LAOSA, which means they can carry in all the states, even the states that don't allow carry, even though that's unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, to that end, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's an elitist thing. And at the same time, we're still moving the chain. So are we just not we're just we just don't want to play unless we can play with our rules. Is that it? And this is where the disinformation thing comes into play, because. Somebody told you that was a bad thing. Where you you don't see a win in any of this. You you don't see us winning anything in this if that's in there. That makes it anti two A. That makes it anti constitutional. The interesting thing about disinformation was back in the sixties and the seventies, the Democrats were accusing um, accusing the government of disinformation and in 2024 they're accusing you of disinformation that's a tell they're saying that everything they say is absolutely unimpeachable and all this other nonsense it's and it's all fake news it's all just a bunch of junk i mean you can get on there right now today and start your own blog on substack and have at it just tear them a new rectal orifice with my blessings Disinformation. That I, hey, it drives so much stuff today. Fred, you got it right. You are absolutely correct. Okay. Critical thinking. If everybody practiced critical thinking, I would be having a good day. When we get back, Joe Biden has taken the step that is a bridge too far. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Let's go to the phones. Gary and Seneca. He's got three anti-government quotes he wants to share with us. How good is the signal in Seneca? Oh, fine. Yeah? Yeah. I come I, over this way all the time. I used to get so frustrated because 
I hit Clemson, and I've barely been able to hit you. <laughs> I I was over in Westminster, and I was hearing you fine. See, when when I was when I was on the route in the route business, I used to lose whatever it was called back then that I was listening to. So I, and I had Seneca. Seneca was part of my territory. And I'd get there and I'd just be in a blackout. So let me hear these three yep. anti-government quotes, please, sir. Okay. Well, they aren't necessarily anti-government. They're just true quotes. That I, okay. I okay. have a quote folder and I gathered things through the years. But ah. this is, there are two ways to be fooled. One is to believe what isn't true. The other is to refuse to believe what is true. Soren Kierkegaard. From eighteen, who lived eighteen thirteen to eighteen fifty five. Yes. If you have to be persuaded, reminded, pressured, lied to, incentivized, coerced, bullied, socially shamed, guilt tripped, threatened, punished, and criminalized, if all of this is considered necessary to gain your compliance, you can be absolutely absolutely certain that what is being promoted is not in your best interest. Eon Watson. Yes. And the final one. Yes, sir. Okay. In theory, there is no difference between theory and practice, but in practice there is. Yogi Berra. (laughs) Leave it to Yogi to have the best one. Yogi was, yeah. Yogi has had some great one-liner quotes. So are are, are you in Seneca on business? Uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah. Here, can I give one more? One more that. One more so quote. True? Go. Okay. If you will not fight for freedom when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory will be sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you in only a precarious chance of survival. There may be a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, sir. Absolutely. Listen, uh, I I love Seneca. Uh, You're the first call I've had from Seneca, so feel free anytime, my friend. Thank you very much. Well, I'm from Greenville, but I'm just over here traveling, so thank you. Very good, sir. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Seneca. You can't imagine how much bread I've delivered to Seneca. Joe Biden is going to save us all because he's called out the cavalry to ride to the rescue of the illegal aliens breaking into the country. He's listened to the far left base and he's nationalized a National Guard contingent to support the federal government's U.S.-Mexico border control efforts. Which is to say he want you know he wants to open it up to the illegal invasion. Now, the left wanted him to federalize the National Guard to in, in Texas or send nationalize National Guard to Texas to reopen the border, which almost certainly would have been seen as a hostile action, and that triggers a civil war. Leave it to Joe. I don't know which one of his advisors came up with this idea. It is the of all the ideas that could come out there, this is, I mean, uh, the, 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 the word impotent pops into my head when I think about this. He is ordering an Alaska National Guard contingent to get ready to deploy to the border in support of the federal government, not the security of the border. They're going up against Operation Lone Star. So what we're going to get is there's going to be two 
two, both Lakota helicopters and 20 guardsmen to potentially be deployed in early 2025. So now you know when the Civil War will start. If he wins the election, that's his plan. He's going to try to force Texas to do what he wants. Now, not with 20 guardsmen and not with these two uh, uh, observational helicopters or reconnaissance helicopters. I don't know of any Lakotas that are actually equipped to go out there and get into gunfights from the air. But they are to provide aviation support to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, said Alaska National Guard spokesperson Alan Brown. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy, who supports Abbott's efforts to secure secure the border, was cut out of the chain of command for this future deployment. This will this will be one of these things that it's sort of flying. Did you did anybody hear about this? This is flying under the radar, and um, this is the thing that uh, this is sort of a a test. It's a jump ball to see what happens, and. Uh, so they've, they've invoked Title X status, ten, Title X duty status, which means the feds pay for everything. And, uh, you know, this 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 Ukraine funding bill, um, this would also require that all lawsuits against the federal government be heard in the overwhelmingly leftist District of Columbia. And Abbott doesn't like that. That's one of the reasons he's against the bill, because that leaves them no, no uh, recourse. No recourse at all. In the event. So, despite the fact that we could not get together, and, I, you know, I'll talk about that. When we get back, I'm going to talk about this whole Mallorcas thing, simply because um, I'm, I'm feeling a, 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 uh, a vibration that I've felt before coming out of the Republican side of the House. So, We'll discuss that when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.